Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, Serve the Lord Christ. Authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book is the beginning of new experiences for every believer serving the Lord Christ in the body of Christ. God is the rewarder of all who are diligent in their service to Him. Thus, rewards naturally comes to the faithful servant of God. However, motives are paramount to our service in the kingdom of God. If the purposes of the one serving God are not good and acceptable, the service cannot be good and acceptable either. As a child of God, you have an assignment to do for the Lord here on earth. Find out how to walk in God's purpose, fulfill the course of the Lord and receive the glory set before. This information in this book will be helpful and useful for individuals, families, groups and local churches. Order a copy today via Amazon. All right, let's be seated, please, in God's presence. Amen. We appreciate God for another opportunity again to share um, fellowship in His Word. This is a Ministry Business and Leadership Summit 2023, a maiden edition. And um, God has been so gracious to us from the first day to the second day of this summit. It has been awesome. We've been learning quite a lot. Amen to Jesus. The foundation we began with was very, very important to every born again child of God. Amen. And I encourage every child of God to listen to the first day and then they can build up to the second day. Because if you just go to the second day, you may not get a full grasp of the journey. Amen to Jesus. Amen. All right. And we yesterday we began on the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? Praise God forevermore. Amen. And uh, we understood that the work of the ministry is simply to dress and keep your God-given Garden of Eden. We understood that the Garden of Eden is your is your um um work location of um pleasure a glorious and pleasurable work location given to you by god amen so wherever the work location god has given to you it must be glorious and pleasurable and once you dress it and keep it you are doing what ministry praise god forevermore amen. and everything we do has to what make the earth like heaven that is basically what we have been created to do so it must not be standing on the pulpit to do that amen to jesus um you you can be in the marketplace and do that you can be everywhere you are and what and do that glory to god forevermore so we began the work of the ministry understanding what the work of the ministry is we started looking at dress and uh, we started looking at dress and when i stood that dress means to work to dress to serve to be a born servant to till to labor to be a worshiper and so we understood that to dress is to work serve be a born servant till labor and be a worshiper of God in the Garden of Eden given to you by what? By, by, by who? By God. Amen to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Now, so we understood that all of these synonyms explained, that explained dress entails the use of and the input of spiritual, mental, and physical energy into what? Into a tax. Amen to Jesus. The tax won't work itself. You have to work the tax. We understood that God will never work the garden for you. He will never dress the garden and keep it for you. His own was to plant the garden, and your, our job is to what dress and keep the garden. We are waiting for God to do that 
we waste our time. Amen to Jesus. Amen. God will never work for men. Men have to work the work he has given to them. Amen to Jesus. Amen. All right. So we looked at work yesterday and we enjoyed quite a lot in work. Amen to Jesus. We learned quite a lot in work. Praise God. All right. Today we're going to be looking at the next synonym, which is labor. Labor. And labor is very, very important um, because if you go to the Christian faith over the years, and um, there has been a misunderstanding of the concept of labor. Are you get what I'm saying? There has been a serious misunderstanding of the concept of labor, and it's because of the favor misconception. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The misunderstanding of the concept of favor is because of the favor of labor, because of the misconception of favor. And it has plagued the church a great deal. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. Alright. Um, um, and um I'm not against some cliche. My ministry is not to fight anybody. Amen. My ministry is to reveal the light that God is giving to us. And then if you if it's sweet for you, you go with it. If it's not, if you're not down with it, you leave it there for somebody who won't work with it. Amen to Jesus. All right. Now, some of the definitions given by Miriam Webster Dictionary for labor best suits this study. Why I use some of the definitions is because when you pick up the dictionary, there, there are a wide range of definitions because the word in question is has a wide spectrum praise god and so it covers you know even labor has to do with even giving birth are you get what i'm saying so if i'm dealing with this subject i'm dealing with that ministry um when i have to do, talk about a labor in giving birth there's another aspect of ministry and that's not applicable to what we are doing now are you get what i'm saying all right so that's why i cannot pick the whole definitions i have to pick what we are what is specific to what we are doing at the moment so that as we progress we can, you know, get to use more definitions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And I just pray the Lord help us because we may just be on dress in this conference alone. Amen to Jesus. And because we just have some couple of days to go, so we will just be on dress and then we we'll continue where we we'll continue. Uh, amen to Jesus. All right, to labor means, you know, Mr. Shana, I define labor as to do work. It means to work hard in order to achieve something. To work hard there's then between working hard and hard labor that two differences praise god forevermore it means to move or proceed with effort i like that to move to move to move not to be static when you are static it doesn't take any effort to be static all it takes is to be to 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 to, to, to have self-pity complain more more or what else again every negative attitude it doesn't take like somebody said the easiest thing to do is to fail an exam how do you fail an exam don't read you fail are we together very easy to fail i get what i'm saying the most the easiest thing to do is to stand in one place it doesn't take any effort to stand in fact if you have stood and your legs are getting tired what do you do you sit down and then if you're getting sitting you're seeing that again, your 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 bone is getting tired you lie down when one side is tired, you turn it. So you are basically just wallowing in in um lit, little to no effort. I get what I'm saying. But movement takes a lot of effort. In um physics, it is called what motion. And motion is what force times what? I think distance is that not so? That that's the definition of um, motion. I be mean. force times distance. So there must be there must be a combination of what force and distance. For motion to get in place. 
you can't move with without motion. You can't move without a force. Amen to Jesus. There's a cliche we learned in um, these mission fields. Some years ago, they say, I'm forcing you. I'm forcing I like that word. I get what I'm saying. I'm forcing. That means I'm moving. Like this, like they say, they say, if you cannot, if you cannot, um, um, you say, if you cannot crawl, if you walk, you say, if you cannot, uh, so if you cannot, um, walk, crawl, if you, uh, if you, if you cannot roll, walk, if you cannot walk, crawl, if you cannot crawl, roll, by all means, make sure you are what you are moving. Success in life is dependent on movement. Dependent on movement, and number two, where you move to also matters okay. because you can move backwards, <laughs> it's called retrogression. Okay. You can move sideways, it is called distraction. Only when you move forward, that is called what progression. So, movement, forceful movement, must be forward for you to be what progressive. Amen to Jesus. Amen. All right, okay. It means physical or mental effort. I would like to move with physical and mental effort because one of the challenges people have is that they work hard, but they don't they, they don't work smart. Are you get what I'm saying? They do hard work, hard labor. Let me see what hard labor. It's not hard work, so it's hard labor because mental labor is also hard work. Now, um, I remember once I met one of my um pals there, and he was coming from campus, and I looked at him, and his face was tired. He was studying um a medical oriented course and when you go into that when you go to their department their their hostel you will see things remember i went to medical hostel once i saw this i saw i saw guys reading it and the reading is like it's like suicide the one of them i saw his eyes were red red his corner where he was he just partitioned it with another person with a, with a cloth just to ensure that there is no distraction his eyes were red and this guy was still reading. See, this thing is not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> and I saw the guy that he, he came and I asked him, Why are your, your face that he said, Chimdi, my brain is tired. <laughs> so my body is not tired, but my brain was why does his brain? His brain is tired. Ah, body tiredness is understandable. But when brain starts getting tired, Know that the person has overexerted his mental energies. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right. So, mental efforts, physical efforts, very important. Now, a successful person is somebody who knows how to work hard, both physically and mentally. When you work hard only physically, you may end up in hard labor. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you work hard mentally, you have you, you end up in what smart, smart work. So, working, working. Um, Hard and working smart is very important. Praise God forevermore. So labor, labor to towards as exact physical and mental efforts. One of the reasons why Africa is where it is is because we know how to do hard labor, but don't know how to do smart labor. We don't know how to work with our mind. In fact, the only time we work with our mind is we want to do battle. Look at our leaders. The only work with their mind when they are thinking of that. Somebody said one time, see that this people cannot do nothing. Somebody said, no, they think if they, if they don't think they will not be doing this kind of things they do. The only time we use our brain to exact efforts is when we want to do something bad. 
You can imagine how people will sit down together. Let's see when we talk about uh, Africa, we only talk about our leaders. I always say something that our leadership is a reflection of our families. This is a charity begins at home. Go to the nuclear families. You see how siblings we gang go together. They all they do is think of one sibling, think of that sibling, think of that sibling, think of that. Then they gang up together to hash a plan against that sibling. And the mental energy they put into that plan. You wonder huh? if they have used this energy to think, think of a desire for this family. This family would have gone far. <laughs> if the brothers of Joseph had used that mental energy to think of how to put Joseph up, they would have not been coming to Egypt for as as um, strangers later on some years. Are you getting what I'm saying? But what I like when people are using mental efforts, either positively or what? Negatively. But the problem with Africa is that we always use it negatively. Alright, it also means to the expenditure expenditure of physical or mental effort, especially with deep when difficult or compulsory. The expenditure of what physical or mental effort, especially when difficult or compulsory. Now there are tasks that are called naughty tasks. Is that not so? And those tasks they, they, they demand you expending physical and mental what efforts because they are difficult to combine. One of the challenges that people have in life is when they miss a naughty tax, they see it as a rock. And they do what? Either allow the rock hit them or they what? Hit the rock and that ends it all. But naughty tax are sent away for us to overcome them. Each time you overcome a naughty tax, you discover that your, your mind becomes wider and broader to opportunities. You begin to see more hope in life. In fact, some of the time we are looking for hope, not knowing that hope only comes when we overcome challenges. That's where hope comes. You will never have hope so long as you keep seeing challenges as, dif as difficult or difficult tasks are difficult. Hope comes as you keep surmounting what? Challenges. And then it means to exert one's powers of body or mind, especially with painful or strenuous. You see the words that are being used here? Difficult, compulsory. Apostle Paul said it like this necessity is laid down. That means it's compulsory. It's compulsory. See, these difficulties are compulsory. I went for an interview and they asked me, Do you have any challenges in a ministry? I told them, I'm in my niche. And when you're in your niche, there are no challenges. You only start seeing challenges when you get out of your niche. For somebody, preaching to my family alone is a challenge. But for me, it's enjoyment. Are you get what I'm saying? For me, it's fun. For me, it's excitement. Are you get what I'm saying? Last night, I was thinking, I was like, well, what a blessing that I can take time to teach my children, teach them the word, teach them the word. They are learning what I did not know what I was, when I was their age. And how old am I? See when I'm doing all these things. And see when they are learning it. You say, oh, they don't understand. Leave it. When they start manifesting these things in the future, we will wonder why are you take why are you hundred years ahead of your parents. Remember, a man of God came out one day and told his parents, "I'm ten years ahead of you." They didn't believe. I'm ten years ahead of you. They didn't believe. Today, that guy is not just ten years ahead. He's not just ten years ahead of his parents. He's over hundred years ahead of his parents because what he has achieved in life. Before he got to 50, what he achieved, his parents, they give them, they add another 50 years to their life, they will never achieve it. I get what I'm saying? And this is what we are, we are trusting the Lord for. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So, when you start seeing challenges, when you get out of your niche, and they also ask me, um, so if you haven't challenged me, I said, I was prepared for what I'm doing now. So, 
It's no challenge to me. Preaching to my family alone for four years, drive my car to the church, preach to them alone. Everywhere will be shaking. The whole, the whole environment will be hearing my powerful messages and drive them back home twice a week. But using my foot for that. But now I don't could drive anywhere to preach to them. The 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 the, the venue is already intact. You know what I'm saying? So I was prepared for this. I prepared for this. Now I'm going, I'm going to sell my books. When I was selling, I was today I was this morning, I was talking to my daughter, she was telling me she wants to sell, she wants to sell some stuff. Ah, I said hey, now the things I've sold in life. I was prepared for selling. I've been a salesman. Are you get what I'm saying? So now it's a joy to sell my own books. Are we together? You see, this is a challenge if you are not in your niche and if you're not prepared for it, praise God for the more. Because what you call pain is actually gain in disguise. What you call stress is actually a blessing in disguise. Is if you can see rightly. Are we together? And one of the problems most of the times we have is that we don't see rightly. That's why um, the, when, the, when the servant of um, the prophet, I think it was Elisha, came and he said, Ah, I see the enemies that have surrounded us. All the uh, Elisha did was not, I prayed that you open his eyes because this guy has not seen at all. He's only seen enemies. He's not seen. It's easy to see the enemies and, and very difficult to see. The, 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 the support system you have. Say, Lord, I pray that you open his eyes to see that they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And immediately God answered the prayer, the, the servant's eyes were open and he saw a mighty battalion host of angels. The guy relaxed. He relaxed. Point of view matters a lot. When you see stress, it becomes more stressful. When you see a blessing, it becomes more blissful. So it's point of view. Are we together? And that's what prevents people from working. Because for them, everything is what? Is stress. Stop stressing me. Everything is pain. Stop giving me pain. And it also means to move with great effort. You see the word movement keeps coming. Not just effort, but great effort. Great efforts. Great efforts. Are we together? You don't put effort in life, you cannot succeed. Grace does not exempt you from efforts. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? And we see that as we go. Grace does not exempt us from efforts. In fact, grace enables efforts. Are we together? So we have to see labor is in is it's it is a major aspect of dressing that cannot be removed. In every ministry, you have to labor. You have to labor mentally. You have to labor physically. One of the problems I have with people is people that don't like stress at all. Yeah, because I don't like stress at all. There's some of us that like stress, have you? When I meet those people, they come my way. The way I avoid them, eh, I avoid them like a plague. I avoid them like a plague. You don't like stress at all. It's me that likes stress. I look at who spoon feed, who baby feed you, who babysit you. And the one who likes to what? To be, to be, to be. To be babysitting people and to, to, to be spoonfeeding people. When a chick is hashing the air, all the mother does to help the chick is to just use a beak to put a small crack on the head. And the mother, the head, mother head allows the chick to do what? To hash thyself. To use its own beak to crack the remaining and come out. Even animals understand that. Why? Because if the chick cannot survive hashing, how will he survive harsh conditions in life? 
So hardship is the first harsh condition to deal with. And we have a bunch of Christians who don't want to even harsh. And yet they want to deal with harsh conditions. That's why the moment they enter into the marketplace, the first harsh condition that means them, they go and start doing that nonsense. They go and start doing nonsense. Look at the young chaps of today. They don't want to survive the harshing process of life. You just come out with one product and you are looking for who will sign you up. When I went for my interview, they asked me, am I, am I under any record label? I said no. And they were like, it's coming music record label. I said no, it's an arm of Omi. Your other arms are also there too. Said, do I want to be under any record label? I said, I don't see myself doing under any record label. So I said, I'm pushing myself. Books are there, I'm pushing books. How to hash this from this answer? God has cracked the don't that small crack for me by giving me gifts and ability. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't struggle to get songs. They come in my sleep at night. So what else am I looking for again? No, what else am I looking for again? Yeah, you can't look for somebody that will not start telling me, oh, this is your song that I got. You have to write songs. You have to push songs. And me, I know that I'm not writing songs. I know that songs come from God. Then I, they have put me under pressure before I start writing the devil. I start writing for the devil. Instead of writing for God. I get what I'm saying? Say, these your books are nice. But you have to start writing in this way. I start writing no best of Say, you have to write bestsellers. Because we are pushing your material. I start writing no best of The very inspired books. I get what I'm saying? So we like the way you present, you teach. You are a sound, you are a sound teacher. You are very eloquent. Yeah, but you see, you have to, you have to lower this your, this your hardness. You know, you see, you can go far, but you have to. You see, you have to just lower your heart. They told hey, what, my wife was saying about the woman of God that she was preaching. All I said, somebody told that big minister in the US. So I said, see, you are sound. See, you can go far. See, but you see, this your hard hardness in your preaching is too much. Let's pipe it a little. Let's make it a little more motivational. She's not popular, but she's happy. And she's fulfilled. I better be fulfilled being unpopular than what? Being unfulfilled in Christ, being popular. Then the devil will start mesmerizing your life, start tossing you left and center. Today they will come with the, the demons, we call with all new news. You have to dance, you know, blah, 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 blah. They will just make a mess of your life. Hash the egg. Because if you don't hash it, you cannot deal with the harsh conditions of life. Whether you like, like somebody, one of our pastors there, one of the pastors used to say, either you like it or yes. <laughs> you see, either you like it or yes. Life gives harsh, harsh conditions. That is why you need to know how to harsh first. Harsh. Say, but it's taking too long. The chick is complaining when it's harshing. Mommy, how long will it take for me to come out of this head? Mommy, say, you take your time to come out. You have to come out. Harsh. Because what is coming at you see, some of us think that um success is easier to handle. Like they like um someone once said, he said it is more difficult to handle wealth than to handle poverty. Poverty is arms that sustains you, people are pitying for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? When wealth comes away, people no longer pity for you, they want to predate on you. So you have to be wise, you have to be smart, you have to be, you have to just sharpen every of your skills and acumen so that people will not predate on you. The Bible says when man's wealth increases, the people that what that eat it also what? <clears throat> but when you are poor, nobody wants to eat for they even pity you, they give you arms. When you beg them, I beg, they will try, they'll give you something. <clears throat> but once you get everybody starts looking for it to collect from you. 
So it's easier to even manage poverty than to manage wealth. And you think you want to become successful when you've not learned how to hash from the conditions you are in life. Those 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 egg conditions have not learned to hash. You come and meet the real hash conditions of life. Talking to somebody that he told me, he said, he, 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 he did a job for somebody and the person spoiled the job and the person came to return the job to him. I'm like, what's after two weeks? Like, what are they? Say, ah, what would I do now? If you don't, they will spoil your name. I say, spoil your name. Oh, that's your fear. I said, people like us, they have even spoiled the name to the extent that they, they are tired of spoiling it. You spoil the name, you get tired of spoiling the name. So they have left the name, you know. <laughs> and the more they leave the name, the more the name is going for. Both, I mean, both family members extended, and then even people in society, they have tried to spoil the name, spoil the reputation. Till they are tired of spoiling, so they have left the name alone. Leave it. Because we spoil it, it doesn't want to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> they say what they are afraid of me spoiling. Go spoil! Spoil! When you finish spoiling, you discover that it's no way you can spoil something that you spoil. Uh-huh. It's no way you can spoil something that you spoil. Now, something that is unspoilable, try to spoil it. And then, it's yourself you spoil. So, we need to understand this. Labor, very important. Very important. Labor is extremely vital and indispensable in ministry. Extremely vital and indispensable in ministry. I, have, I remember when I was preaching once in um, some two years ago. I was pre- we were doing every um, it was a, a month program and every day that and I said every day going to Friday. I'm like I have to roll drive roll my whole schedule for the day and sit prepare for the next day and God brings a fresh word every day. I work myself at what I see prepared. So that's why you see for us ministry is life. I know I'm saying it's not an office. It's not a a building. Ministry is life for us. Yesterday I was worked up. My whole schedule was so tight. When I woke up about two a.m. there about, say let me prepare to stand up on the bed was warm. I lie down again. Before you know, my alarm woke up by four o'clock. I was still tired. I had to fight till four forty-five. I stood up to finish the preparation. So let's 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 do it anyhow and let's continue. It's life. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to see work up. You you is it. I remember a pastor, a pastor now telling me about one of their one of the brand pastors in the church. He said the guy who just comes from business in, in, uh, on the weekly service, they just as he comes from business, he will just come to the church. He was a brand pastor, and we just take their daily devotional, the church daily devotion, and look for one day. <laughs> for one day, the devotion for one day, and that's what we just used to go and preach to them in the evening. Question: Are your members reading the devotional? It's a devotional for the church. And you come and preach devotional for them. What do you have to offer, sir? Devotional. And you may be surprised that we just take it book liner. You just take it ditto ditto. Just download it the way it was uploaded. There's no even research work added to it. There's no adding. There's no, you know. And I'm like, you will just slap. You see, that's what the guy does. He says, members, no, he's coming to teach. <laughs> How do they come for midweek service? Well, then, okay, this week maybe may take three days ago, sir. Devotional. Uh, so let's read the devotional at home and allow him to teach himself in, in church. Are we together? Labor is indispensable in ministry. Thus, without labor, ministry cannot be at its optimal and man cannot maximize the ministry. You see people who in in a, in, in in their in their offices where you come, you see the kind of typewriter that is there. It's exactly it's typewriter that there's no computer. It's typewriter. Even the typewriter that that one that we, we never saw before, you see this kind of typewriter there. 
You see the office set. I remember I entered an office setting in Accra. When I went there, I said, Is this an antique corner? <laughs> or is this an office? Because what I saw there, I saw olden days furniture. Then olden days um, operator. Uh, I said, Is this an antique? I basically believed it was an antique room where they were selling antique device um, stops. Not enough. Are we together? You see them? You see the kind of the 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 the, the, the materials they are using. They are you, you see some some lecturers in university. They are they are they are they are still teaching you with 1972 materials. 1960 19, 19, something material. Whereas these children are teaching, they are updating themselves with, with AI. They are using AI now. If I AI self is not even university now. Secondary school students are now on AI level, and you as a lecturer are carrying some old emeralds. My lecturer, time. if you see the books, if you see the the papers he carries, those yellow papers, those yellow paper now, those yellow paper, <laughs> they are typewriting, typewriting, yellow typewriting. Paper. Those are the materials they are coming to teach us, us at our internet generation. With our internet generation, which we are not even internet enough now. Now we have what they call the AI generation. The Amazon is not even. We're using the amount of books that are um, amount of books that can be published on a daily basis because people are using AI to bring books out anyhow. The AI generation is what you want to carry that kind of um, typewriter, typewriting document to come and teach. They look at you and say, "Sir, please upgrade now." Are we together? So you have to. It, there's a labor. You have to. You have to labor. Amen. The crucial nature of labor. To ministry is the reason why Paul instructed in First Timothy five verse seventeen that only the elders who rule should be counted of what double honor. He didn't say. You see, he said, he said, he said, the elders who rule who rule well, they should be what counted of what double honor. Then he said, especially those who labor in the world and doctrine. Now let me tell you something: to rule well comes with a lot of labor. You need to labor in leadership understanding. You need to labor in the study of human beings. You need to labor in the study of, of, of how to lead people before you can rule well. Then he says you should count those people that rule well. Double, give them what? Double what? Honor. And then he says there is a special kind. You see, first you give them double honor. Now, the, the ones that rule well, give them double honor. But there is a special kind inside that people that rule well too. Those ones to seclude them. And who are those? Say those that labor in the world. And so now there are two kind of double on people to give double honor. There's a general class of lead of of elders to give double honor. There are people who are good at leadership. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are good at leadership, psychology, behavioral science, philosophy, and every of that. They may not have studied it, but they've over the years become used to leadership to learning people. I remember they asked the vice president of a mission. He said. What's been the secret with working with me? He said, over the years, he learned how to understand human beings. He said that was his secret because he was a vice president. And he knew that his leader, his president, was always under human pressure. Oh, they pressure the guy like no man's business. So, so he learned how to understand human beings. Now, he said that was just a secret. As he learned how to understand human beings, that was a checker. So when they want to bring pressure to his president, the pressure to the president, he will use his understanding of human beings to dissipate 
depression. That was how he has been able to help his, his leader over the years. And because they have thrown, they have thrown arrows at the man. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he has been able to help. There are people who are gifted in learning how to deal with human beings, how to understand human beings, how to lead. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are people who are gifted leaders, very gifted leaders in managing human beings. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now, those people have to be counted with honor because they labor to know it. It takes labor to know it. It takes labor to study human beings. Remember, I was talking with somebody. He had been in this, in this, um, in this mission, in this country for about twenty years. And one day, was talking to me, and I began to explain the people to him. And he told me, yeah, Pastor, you that I've even just come only how many years? You know the people more than me." And I was laughing. And I was laughing. It takes grace to study people and know them. The, the purpose of studying people is for you to be able to live with them and lead them successfully. Very important. Are we together? Praise God. So, people that... And it takes a lot of pains. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of labor to study people. You cannot leave people if you have not studied them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Moses studied these people well. That's why he could lead them well. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. He cannot leave you if you have not studied them. People think that leadership is about reading books. No! It's good to read books. Are you getting what I'm saying? But leadership goes beyond reading books. Leadership goes into reading people. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yes. It goes into reading people. If you cannot read people as a book, you will read a thousand and one books and you cannot lead them. Because for you to lead them, you must have successfully read them. Take leadership is about studying books. No, it's good to study books on leadership. But leadership goes more than studying books. It goes into studying the people. If you cannot study the people, you cannot lead them. You cannot lead them. So it takes a lot of effort. It's easier to study a book than to study a person. Are you getting what I'm saying? In fact, as a man, to study your wife is a lifetime journey. As a woman, to study your husband is a lifetime journey. Why? Because the, the man was asleep when the woman was made. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he woke up to come and see a woman, and then the study began. And then the woman came from the man. So she has to study the man she came from. He has to study the woman that was asleep when she was made. And that's society for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have to keep studying people, studying behavioral patterns, studying behavioral, studying ideologies, mentalities. So sometimes it takes 10 years to study. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you study people, you cannot lead them. It's good to study books on leadership, but more better is to study people. Because sometimes when you think, I remember when we were talking about when it, when the I the 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 the, the 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 move of temperaments came out. Oh man. Everybody started trying to know their individual temperament. I remember on campus, somebody did a, a seminar for us on temperaments there. God read spirit control temperament why you are the way you do. Already finished and then he came to give us a seminar on temperament. Who asking me? I was answering question, answering question. But people like us looked at ourselves and said, we so. Which temperament even fit ourselves? I get what I'm saying. They tell you you have dominant and recessive temperament. And but everybody is made up, everybody has you have a dominant and a recessive, and then everybody made, is made up of at most four temperaments. Dominant and recessive, which comes from your parents, uh, um, from your direct parents, and then other temperaments. All those plenty things that, but we never started asking ourselves at the point that which ones are our temperament. And those studies were fine. But over the years, people have begun to understand that man is good to 
but we just have to keep studying ourselves and knowing ourselves so we can what lead ourselves and it takes effort effort the only step that any successful marriage came it didn't fall on the lap of the couple they decided to work out the marriage by continuously studying themselves because man keeps improving man keeps evolving you see the man one of the parents of have is that they want to come and meet somebody 20 years after and still meet the same person they knew 20 years before you are, you are fooling yourself you are fooling yourself in fact there are people that there are somebody that always used to tell me we evolve we evolve there are people who I mentored who no longer care about me and I don't have a problem about that. They don't even inform me and I don't have a problem. Why? Because they are evolving. And I'm also what? Evolving. We evolve. We mature. We grow. And so that's the reason for continuous study so that you can lead. If not, you become a prehistoric data leader who will be an old prophet trying to enforce your old prophetic understanding or a new generation that have gone far ahead of you so it says count them of double honor who rule well they lead well are we together but it's a special preference are we together special preference was given by paul to elders who would labor in the world and in doctrine first Timothy 5 and 17 say let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of what double honor you don't give them honor you give them double honor because they have you see they are it, it's years of labor that made them come to the point of ruling well not just ruling but ruling words well it says especially they who labor in the world and doctrine there are people who rule well they've learned how to study human beings and rule human beings and lead human beings well. but they are not very versatile in the world and in doctrine you get what i'm saying we still need them in the system are you getting me and they should be honored yeah there are people who they are, they are leaders who um let me use the church setting for example they are leaders who are very good leaders but they are not very versatile in the world and doctrine but they have good morals they have the basics of scriptures they may not know how to do exegesis very well are you getting what i'm saying but they know how to lead are you getting me for example my dad is a very sound leader very very sound leader very wise leader he's not very good in exegesis like my mom are you getting what i'm saying but he's a better leader than my mom. And so, it's a blend that God brought into my life. So, I count both of them as what? Double honor. <laughs> because I need his leadership skills. I sit down and I receive leadership um, training from him. And I need my mother's exegesis anointing to balance myself. Double honor. Are we together? Double honor. Especially those who never know. So when you have somebody, then it now becomes a case of double double honor. When you have somebody who is what? Who is who, who, who rules well and then is what? He labors in the world and in what? Doctor, when you have such a kind of person, man, give him what? Double double honor. Why? Because he takes labor. You know why? He's laboring in studying human beings. And he's also laboring in what? Studying the world. And let me tell you, the study of human beings, it doesn't just end once. It's progressive. The way we are behaving today now. Look at human beings. Is it the way we are behaving 20, 30 years ago? Look at us today. Yes, there's nothing new under the sun. But I tell you, our repackaging, <laughs> our repackaging of Sodom and Gomorrah, even Sodom and Gomorrah, and I look at us like I say, this one's senior also. <laughs> our rebranding 
is is making people that are before us put like their hand on their chin and say, man, so this thing can be branded like this. If you knew like this, maybe would have. <laughs> I was looking at so many times, I was like, wow, see how the devil is rebranding sin. Rebranding it so well that if we Christians don't know how to. If you don't know how to deal with this rebranding of the devil, we'll just be outdated and a cake and not relevant to be able to what extend to make the, this the, the kingdom of God come here on it. Are we together? So labor is very important. Labor is very important. You can't be a lawyer and all you are doing is to be carrying 1922 1942 uh, cases and that's all you can use. So the, you are not even going far. You are not studying. You are not. You are not worrying yourself. Okay, you have been a lawyer for how many years? You are not even thinking of international law. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that you can you can extend the kingdom of God further. All you do is just let me get food to chop and that's all. No, no. Are we are we together? The ministry makes you labor more. Praise God. In addition, Paul said that he labored more than others, and it was the grace of God that enabled him to do so, which is evident and visible in his revelation of Christ Jesus, in his teachings, in his results, and in the number of epistles he wrote. I said something that grace does not eradicate labor, it enables labor. And Paul said this clearly. So this misconception of grace that we have had over the years it was not even from paul that taught it that taught grace. are you getting what i'm saying it is the devil that would win us and that would make has to be casted away in jesus name amen grace enables labor how do they malfunctioning on that grace is enabled to labor in any field he is so he can make it like what heaven So this means that grace, which is unmerited favor, enables us to labor in the ministry. Unmerited favor, it enables us to do what? Labor in the ministry. First Corinthians 15 verse 10 says, but Paul speaking says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. Why? He says, but I labor more. But what? Why was the grace not in vain? Because the grace did what? It enabled me to labor. When you cannot labor, it means grace is in vain in your life. It's as simple as that. You are making grace to be a vain input of God in your life. Say, but I labor more abundantly than they are. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Are we together? How do a man that is living on that grace? He labors as though there is no grace in his life. But it's actually the grace that is making him labor. Somebody met me some years ago and on the road walking and told me, You walk too hard. I get what I'm saying. It was somebody I, I first saw teach the word of God and I was like, Wow, where are these guys getting this thing from? Is it this Bible I'm reading that they're getting it from? And he, he, he motivated me to study the word of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And at the period of God's grace, I'm still teaching the word of God. Even with this seemingly too much work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Because a man that is highly graced, highly labors. Mm. I listened to a man of God once and he said, when you look at 
talented people. Some of the times you wonder, are they actually talented or they are just hard workers? See, because the way they work is as though they are not talented. Because any talented person who doesn't work may end up become dormant in destiny. Are we together? It is important we know that labor is different from hard labor. Because when we hear labor, most of the times, people just people just think of hard labor and they just end the whole drama there. But you see, for you to succeed in ministry, you must dress it. That means you must labor. You must labor. No, you must labor. We must labor. You know the funny thing? The kingdom of darkness are laboring. And we would want to labor. I heard the story of somebody who said he fasted for one year just to see the devil's face. Definitely, he didn't see any devil's face. The devil is the father of lies. He makes you fast for one year to see his face and he shows you the face of a demon. <laughs> and you think you have seen the devil. You get what I'm saying? Fasted for one year just to see the devil's face. Another one gave her a testimony of how she was walking tirelessly. Walking tirelessly, devastating, devastating people's destiny. Destroy people like why? Because the devil promised her that he will marry her. What he promised. I know the beautiful thing about it. The devil is promising somebody married, but we are already married to Christ. Mm-hmm. Hey! Oh. I didn't have to labor to be married to Christ. He labored, he paid my bride price. He paid the bride price of the church with his blood. And yes, somebody has to labor to him. He's, he's a wicked man that makes a woman <laughs> labor to marry him. But a good man will do what? We pay the dowry, the price for his wife. So what do you see the devil as? Made you labor because they want to marry you. And you think you are your normal spring. You say, where you marry, it's not the man that pays. <laughs> it's not the man that labor to marry you. Are we together? But the church has, 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 has not understood what labor means. Amen to Jesus. Labor is even from hard labor. God put man in the garden of Eden to labor in it. But the sin of man brought the curse of God on the earth, which made man eat from the sweat of his face. This brought man into the punishment of hard labor. Man was meant to labor, dress the garden. Genesis 2 verse uh, 8 and 15. But the curse of, the, of God on the earth brought man into what? Hard labor. Eat from the sweat of your face. Genesis 3 verse 17 to 19, it says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of, the, of it, cause is the ground for thy sake, cause the ground for thy sake, and so thou shalt not eat of it all the days of thy life, thorns and things which shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat, of, eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. It says for more in the sweat of your what face. Adam, why from Genesis chapter 2, the whole of Genesis chapter 2, why he was dressing and keeping the garden if there was no sweat from his face. Mm-hmm. But when the curse came on the earth because of him, sweat started coming out of his face. Mm-hmm. I get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's where hard labor came. That's where hard labor came in. But that's not the original plan from of God for man from the beginning. Are we together? That's not the original plan of God from the, from the beginning. So we must understand God's plan 
of ministry. Labor. 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 Labor is God is ingrained in ministry. Anybody who has doesn't have labor consciousness is not ready for the ministry. He's not ready to fulfill God's plan here on earth. You have to be there. Labor does not eradicate labor. It doesn't what? Doesn't eradicate labor. Mm, are we together? It only eradicates hard labor. <laughs> We've heard saying that one day of labor is better than a thousand years of labor. No, that statement is not altogether correct. I get what I'm saying. One day of favor is better than a thousand years of hard labor. Hard labor. Because we have seen that favor, favor enables what? You to labor. Or merited favor is this, enables you to what? Labor. I get what I'm saying. But favor eradicates hard labor. So you must know when you are in labor and when you are in hard labor. Was when you have started to eat from the sweat of your face, and that happens when tons and tissue begins to come out, and that's because the ground has been cost for you. But the child of God, the ground is not cost for you, the ground does not bring you tons and tissues, so you are not you are, you are never to eat from the sweat of your face. If you see that that mistakenly happen, go back to the word of God and enforce your right in Christ. Are we together? When we got born again, when he shifted into what? Favor. Are you get what I'm saying? And by virtue of favor, the favor of God enabled us to labor. Are you getting me? And that favor eradicated hard labor. Amen. So we cannot experience hard labor. So what is that saying? What are the definition of hard labors? Struggles that are not producing any results. Walking like an elephant and not eating at all. We're eating like an ant, it's even better small. Not even eating at all. I get what I'm saying. That's 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 hard labor. It's a punishment. Imprisoned when 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 they want to sentence somebody, they say you are sentenced to five years imprisonment with what hard labor. It's a punishment. It's a sentence. God was the one who first gave that that punishment. <laughs> get what I'm saying. And man takes it over. It's a punishment. It's a punishment. Life imprisonment with hard labor is a punishment. Punishment and favor eradicates hard labor. And when favor eradicates hard labor, what does it do? It gives you results that are far beyond the normal output of your labor. <laughs> so it it enables you to labor, but the results it gives to you are beyond the output your labor is to give to you. That's what the Bible says, only miserable to be exceeding abundantly above all who can ask of him. According to his word, power that working in him. God exceeds the output through favor. God exceeds the output of our labor through favor. So by right, we are supposed to, you are supposed to impute 10 and get 15. But favor makes it, instead of 15, God favor makes it what? 150. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise God. Amen and amen. So favor gives you results that are far beyond the normal output of your labor. That is why favor is what? Unmerited. You can't merit it because labor is to, when you labor one, you are supposed to get maybe two. 
as profit. That is your merit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Your merit is the profit. But when favor comes in, favor gives you what is beyond profit. You don't merit it. <laughs> but you are still able. But it exceeds your profit. Glory to God forevermore. Unmerited means that it cannot be merited by labor because it exceeds labor. I'm going to pray today. I'm going to pray today because I know that there are people who say they don't understand the concept of labor and hard labor. And you have understood it, but there's a prayer I'm going to pray. This was something I said some years ago, and I'm saying it again today, and we turn into a prayer point. Like I put, like I put it, favor is God's part on the back of a laboring man, telling him you have done enough. Let me take over from here. Yeah. That is favor. God patting the back of a laboring man, telling the man you have done enough. Let me take over from here. You are praying one prayer point, and you are saying, "Oh my Father God." Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana, you can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017 To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554-102-0592 Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54-594-7132 OR, send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry at gmail.com Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.